0: All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, of course, Darren Campbell. And joining us on a Monday, Jason Cameron. Really quiet weekend in the world of sports there. A couple of all-star weekends, NFL, NHL. Uh, We did have a crazy late pay-per-view from Korea, Vegas. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, we had a Bellator card. Um, we don't cover Bellator too often on this, but, uh, they were actually, um, uh, upstaging the UFC on this night. Uh, they had their first ever CBS card. So that was kind of fun to check out. And, um, uh, but yeah, super quiet weekend. Uh, how was your weekend, uh, without a lot of sports
1: to really get into? Our uh, weekend was good. You know what? It was, it was quiet, which was nice. Um, ah. I'm just going to be honest. I thought the UFC, it, the card was good, but it started too late for me. Yeah. Now, now I feel like the East coast people's pain. Like I I get it now. I, I really get it. It, yeah. it was super late, but whatever. Yeah, it
0: is weird. Uh, you know, I, I haven't um, been back East for a few years now watching cards, but I, I did get used to it when I was back there. Um, but, uh, I, I definitely love the West coast, uh, for the time uh, it's nice when it's over by 10 and you know you, you get on with the rest of your night but uh, over by one in the morning uh, it's it's insane it's nuts um, the last UFC card that I attended in Toronto uh, it was over about 1 30 in the morning I was staying at a hotel out of town by the airport and I missed the last train to go there I had to take a cab that cost me way more than I wanted to pay and and I was pretty pissed off I kept looking at the looking at the time looking at the fights I didn't want to leave early it was pretty a pretty epic card and I was like man I can't believe this this is like 1 30 in the morning uh, this is insane and, and uh yeah that's something that must be tough to have to go through uh week after week after week but yeah it,
1: it really felt super late and weird didn't it it it, it did it, it just felt so so late because now i'm like when it's finally done i go okay so i go to bed now i guess yeah (laughs) yeah i guess that would be
0: it that was i do yeah yeah well bellator was smart they uh put on a card uh the main event started or the main card started at uh six so um usually you know that's about an hour earlier than most pay-per-view ufc cards uh cbs big um you know being able to get on on cable tv a huge accomplishment uh i've i've been saying this for years and years and years i i want the ufc to get away from the pay-per-view model and and get on on cable tv uh the potential is just so much more you're gonna get way more eyeballs on it you're gonna get way more money in the end because you're gonna get incredible money uh from the from the the channels the uh, pay per view, I mean, the TV subscribers, and yeah. going to get way more advertising money and just make the sport way more mainstream. Um, I did, I wasn't impressed with the Bellator card, I thought they should have put a lot of different guys on, not a 46 year old man that's uh kind of washed up. Um, but uh, to be on CBS for the first time, pretty impressive for Bellator to finally do that. And uh, I thought they had a much better card, really, than the UFC
1: did. Yes, and also too, you know what? It kind of gives me a little bit of hope because let's be honest, the UFC has had a stranglehold over like MMA for quite some time. Yeah, it, I, I think it's about time that somebody's been able to like you know somewhat push them, match them, try to get more eyeballs towards what their product is and stuff. Yeah. I've always thought Bellator had the potential to do that. But yeah. now that they have this new um this new contract with CBS, hopefully that can start pushing them forward.
0: Yeah i I really hope so. Uh, I think it uh, I think it bodes well for the sport and for a lot of these guys that um you know maybe have left the UFC not quite at the UFC level. And uh, there was some really 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 good fights uh in, in this card. I really like the early fights. Um the the fight that Was the um, main the feature fight in the prelims had Lorenz Larkin, former UFC guy. He uh, he scored an amazing uh, knockout with an elbow to the temple. Uh, Muhammad Burkamov was his opponent, and uh, they fought uh, in July 2022. And Larkin was actually disqualified for an illegal elbow. Uh, He decided to throw it again this time. And uh he knocked out um, Birkinoff with the strike early in the first round and uh got the win uh really vicious, amazing knockout highlight reel. uh I don't know did you ever did you get a chance to to see uh that highlight
1: or or any of that fight? um no, unfortunately, I, I didn't get a chance to see it, but the thing that I'm more impressed by is I haven't heard that guy's name for quite some time, Lorenz Larkin yeah. still fighting. that's awesome and still yeah. knocking people out yeah well he ended his ufc
0: career off in 2016 he uh won his last couple fights and then um bellator came knocking offered him some money and uh, he moved on and uh it was a really super impressive fight um and and great knockout for him uh i really um i didn't love the there was a title fight in the middleweight division um there's a guy that they're really heavily trying to promote, Johnny Eblin. He's a uh he's a fighter out of um out of Miami, out, out of Florida, American top team. Uh really super, super good good fighter, but it, it wasn't really that exciting fight. It ended up going five rounds. He fought a Russian guy, Anatoly Tokov. Uh he, he won the title. I think Eblin has a really good chance to um, be one of the top fighters in that middleweight division, no matter what type of promotion it is, it just really wasn't that exciting of a fight. And, um, but, uh, the fight that kicked off the main card was, a, as it was a guy named Brennan Ward. Uh, he fought a guy, Saba Humasi, uh, Brennan Ward has been in Bellator since 2012, a professional, uh, since 2008. Uh, He lost five years of his career to an opioid addiction and uh, he had hit rock bottom. He went to prison. He was in uh, seriously bad shape in his life, was able to overcome this addiction and um, get himself back into the Bellator cage. He's got his third straight win now. And uh, the the first round of this fight was one of the best rounds I've ever seen in any fight I've ever witnessed. It was a absolute brawl, a bloody battle that was so fun to watch. And um, he ended up uh, winning it in a TKO in the second round. And um, yeah, this guy's story is pretty crazy, pretty amazing what he's overcome. And uh, yeah, I think um, look out, uh, this guy's fun. He's 35. He said, you know, I just want to fight every couple months because I don't got much time left. And uh this he's a battler and this was a, a fun fight. I recommend a- anybody to watch that first round uh, one of the best rounds I've ever seen.
1: That sounds awesome. It sounds like I'll definitely be checking that out at some point in time for sure because uh, I, it, it's it's funny when you have a guy that has like a like, like a story behind him like that, right. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if when he gets into that cage he's like feels free, you know like and, and he's able to do things or push past limits that others would normally have. True. Right? Because True. like he's he's been there. He's been down at the bottom. He doesn't want to be there ever again. So, yeah. he can push. Yeah, he said um his daughter he had to miss his daughter's
0: uh I think it was his her first birthday and uh, some some big events in in their lives and he said he just uh, it just hit him so hard that he needed to change his life, turn it around. He said he's He's been in rehab uh, on four or five occasions, and he said he was just crazy bad to try to kick the habit. But uh, it seems like he's on the right path. He's he's working hard. Uh, he still has a, a nine to five job uh, in construction. I think he said he's a welder, um, but he, he he did take some time off to train specifically for this fight. And um, yeah, it was awesome. It was super impressive and. I'm impressed by the kid. He seems he seems like he's finally got it together and and uh great to see him overcome this uh you know this this trouble in his life and and hopefully uh the the, the worst is way behind him and he can just keep going on. Uh, I think he'll be featured a lot more prominently. He was the first fight on the main card. I think we're going to see him uh you know one of the top uh, top fighters uh, on on cards coming up uh this is you, uh, Bellator two ninety. So they've, they've had even more, um, numbered fights than the UFC have. So this uh, long established, he was a established guy for many years. He fought for the belt, uh, years ago, but, um, yeah, like I said, lost five years to his addiction. Um, but, um, yeah, look out, um, Brennan Ward, uh, it seems like a, a, great, great, great
1: story. Yeah, I know. It sounds like a fantastic story. And, uh, Hopefully he can keep uh, throwing on entertaining fights for us fans because, hey, if you kick it off like that, I'm sure Bellator is like, well, let's keep trotting that guy out. That worked.
0: Yeah, that was good, yeah. Uh, I wasn't impressed with the main event. Um, It was a rematch between Ryan Darth Vader and Fedor, Fedor, the last Emperor Emelianenko. Lots of people do consider Fedor one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, if not the greatest uh was never able to come to terms on a contract with the UFC and um it was tough that he never got a chance to face the the best of the best and you know in the top promotion but um great career but he should have hung him up a little while ago uh he, did, he looked like an old man in there 46 years old uh he got viciously knocked out in this one and um Tough to see. I think, you know, this sport doesn't really treat old men very well. Uh, They usually get knocked out in their last fight or two or three or four, and uh, he has to go out this way. But the coolest part about it all was all the legends that were there to witness his final fight. They all came into the cage, uh, hugged him, congratulated him on this being his last fight. And uh, I could not believe the murderer's row – of amazing mma guys uh you know it was just inc- incredible i had to send you some texts and some pictures just to show you like holy cow can you believe
1: the guys that are here like it, you know what it just kind of reminded me that's like oh man that's just a bunch of tough old men old retired fighters all hall of famers all like at the level of liam neeson you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that, thats that's the kind of men that you had in there in that octagon. It was awesome to see. It was awesome to see them pay their respects. uh to Fedor. Yeah. Was- no, yeah. No,
0: it was amazing, amazing, amazing. I I couldn't believe it. Um, uh, just on and on. Um, even Matt Hughes was there. Uh, he's um still, you know, in, in bad shape from his brain injury. Uh, he was in there un- unsteady on his feet, hard. Has a hard time moving, has a hard time walking, but uh he was right there beside Chuck Liddell, who was giving him a a, a lot of help. And uh, you know, to see um Henzo Gracie, Hoyce Gracie, see Mark Coleman, uh just on and on and on. I was just like, is that him? Is that him? Uh is that him? Holy cow, there's Chill Sonnen was there. Just yeah, it was it was cool. I, I I'm impressed with. With Bellator being able to get that many legends out to uh, to a card, and uh, uh, the other thing was uh, John Claude Van Dam was there, and he was there to support Brennan Ward. Uh, he came into the cage after Brennan Ward's fight, and um, you know showed his support. It was neat to see him, and and they they definitely gave quite a few shout outs to John Claude Van Dam, uh,
1: which was pretty neat. That's, that's awesome. I didn't know they were buddies. Didn't know they were boys. Yeah. That's so cool. A Jean-Claude Van Damme sighting. That that's that's That's, that's all you need to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh
0: speaking of legends, um I do hear that Mike Tyson uh has agreed to be the referee for the fight between Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou uh Francis has agreed to the rules that Tyson Fury put out there uh he just sent out a tweet that said okay four ounce gloves thumbs up uh cage thumbs up Mike Tyson as the referee big thumbs up uh Queensbury boxing rules and what else and then uh he said oh yeah baddest man on the planet and uh it looks like it's on. I don't think they have all the details worked out quite right, but quite yet. But uh, good to see Tyson's on board and Ganu's on board. Mike Tyson's on board. Just got to get a venue, a date, and uh, this this is this is happening. It really seems like it's happening.
1: It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know how Mike Tyson got in there as the guest referee. I'm hoping it doesn't just turn into a wrestling thing, but if it did, it would be pretty awesome too as well. I okay. First off, number one, I couldn't be happier for Francis Ngannou. I couldn't be happier for him because this is what the UFC tried to take away from him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is what they tried to take away from, him. and he was like, "No, you're not going to take this opportunity away from me. I'm doing this. This is a a once in a lifetime opportunity for myself and my family. Mm -hmm. You think I'm going to give this up?" You think I'm nuts? Yeah. No, I am not. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah, good no, him. I'm I'm super happy. I'm just
0: completely thrilled by it. And uh Scott Coker the uh head of Bellator has said that um Francis has a place in Bellator once he's done boxing. Uh they want to sign him. They're willing to step up and pay the kind of money that the UFC was paying supposedly. And um they said, yeah, he he will be our our feature guy on our on our roster and uh he's got a place so they have a huge interest in bringing him in and uh that'll be great for him cuz he'll be able to you know continue his career in his his chosen sport uh this boxing match is obviously going to make him a ton of money but you might as well go back to the sport where you're the most dominant guy in the world and uh, you know really uh, get your legacy done to you know prove how
1: great you are in MMA! Of course, of course, yeah, and 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 who would like anybody that would have thought it's like, oh, I guess his MMA career is over? What are you, you idiots! Of course, it's not over. Just has to pick a different like organization to fight for. Yeah. That's it, yeah. you know, like, and then hopefully those organizations have the money, which they do. Bellator obviously does to pay him the money that he he, he so richly deserves. Yeah, right. And on top of that, maybe. They actually consider some of the other things he wanted in his contract for other fighters going forward. Maybe they actually consider that too. Something that the UFC said, "No, we 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 like putting the fighters underneath our thumb and keeping them there, yeah, because that's where they belong." Yeah, right? I think this.
0: I think this CBS card for Bellator has really changed the game. And um, yeah, I don't. I don't think UFC is going to have as much of a stranglehold on the sport as they've uh they've enjoyed for many years. I think um look out. Um uh, I think PFL's doing really good things. I think Bellator's yeah. doing good things. I wish Bellator would have put on some of their younger fighters, some of their guys that um you know are really, really, really top MMA guys right now, currently in their prime. Uh, I think they made a mistake there, but I don't think this is just a one-and-done CBS thing. I think they've got a multi-f- multi-fight contract. And, um, yeah, this is given options. And the UFC has, like you said, tried to keep these guys under the thumb, not paying them properly in a lot of cases. And uh, Bellator, you know, starts attracting some of the top guys in the sport. Um, I think a lot of eyeballs are going to turn to it. And I bet you there was more, more, way more people watching Bellator than were watching UFC on, on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. so I'm gonna agree with you on that because I well oh, I, I did watch the UFC card and it was uh Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. No. <laughs> it was a kind of a touch slog. So
0: yeah, no, I wasn't impressed with it. Um the there's a few things that I'll mention while we when we go through it, but um you know I wasn't impressed with it. Uh I guess it would have been appealing to that South Korean fan base because yeah. yeah. when if they were there, uh they were supposed to be there would have been appealing cuz there's a lot of Koreans on the fight a lot of Asians from countries around that part of the world it would have been very appealing to them i really like this road to the ufc i think that's a another really good pipeline and uh good to see four contracts in four different weight classes happen for it um sort of a tournament style and ufc hasn't done too much of that over the years so uh it was good but uh i before we move forward i want to mention another boxing uh, Jake Paul has got a lot of um, notoriety for these um, boxing cards he's been putting on in the last few years. He's been um, putting on fights against guys that are making their boxing debuts and, and guys that aren't boxers and, and you know celebrities and things like that, paying them really quite well most of the time. Uh, the top guys, maybe not the undercard and things like that, but um, Jorge Masvidal. Uh, made an announcement today he um he has his own uh boxing league it's called game bread uh this will be their fourth um U.S or uh, fourth fight card and he um has has got an absolutely stacked card this time have did you hear any of the details yet Jason on who who is going to be fighting on
1: this card coming up April 1st okay, okay. I was shocked. I saw the insta just of the main card, so I, I don't know anybody else, but I saw the insta and I was like, "You got to be kidding me! He, he he pulled that off!" Like so, for me, when you when you're able to get these kind of fighters, that means that you actually have respect in the game. Yeah. So that means a lot of guys respect his respect him. Big time for sure. Big time. So, Jose Aldo versus Jeremy Stevens. Yeah. I, I don't need to say anything more than that. that That's going to awesome. be one heck of a barn burner of that a fight. Be
0: phenomenal! Phenomenal! Uh,
1: yeah. Just like, like as soon as I saw that I was like, oh, oh, oh man Okay, all right. That's that's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. No, I I love that.
0: Um I I love that uh we've got Vitor Belfort against Jacare Souza. Uh yeah. those those two Brazilians against each other will be awesome. Um we got two English fighters, uh Paul Semtex Daily against Anthony Prettyboy Taylor. Uh that'll be fun. Um Anthony Pettis is fighting against Roy Jones Jr. Uh <laughs> I haven't looked up how old Roy Jones Jr. is yet, but uh what do you think his <laughs> age is? Should we should we try to see it?
1: Uh <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna say he's definitely in his fifties, right? You think he gotta be in his fifties? Is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so, so that's, that's something
0: that a little bit worries me. Uh <laughs> if he's if he's yeah, he's 54. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a little tough. Uh Roy Jones Jr., one of the greatest boxers to ever live, but uh 54. Yeah, that's that's not a good age to be fighting uh anymore. He should not be. Um, I I don't I, I don't even know how they get sanctioning for this, you that's know. True. It's weird. Um, this is happening in Milwaukee. I thought maybe if it was Florida, you know, easily get the sanctioning there. It seems like he can do anything there. But uh yeah, fifty-four. I, I'm impressed with so much of the card. Anthony Pettis, I'd love to see box too, but um I, I wish they wouldn't have picked a a, a guy that's
1: that old passes Brian. He's in his fifties, man. All right? like he's in, like he's in his fifties. So I, I don't know. Maybe he'll come in looking like 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 super jack, like Mike Tyson did when he did his guest appearance. By the way, he looked super impressive. Yeah. When he went in there, he he took he you could tell he took his training seriously. Took it very he, seriously, yeah. Oh yeah. He because did. like a yeah. 50 year old man to look like that. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson, I don't want to fight that guy. Right. Um <laughs> but um yeah, man, I I will give it to Game Bread. I'll give it to Jorge Masvidal. What a what an excellent start to his like to his organization. Like yeah. wow. I'm just, I'm, I'm shocked. He was I'm giving
0: shocked. it uh, seriously to Jake Paul, saying, you know, f you, you, you know, you. He, he was really mad at Jake Paul, saying, hey, first of all, don't criticize my boss Dana White so much. You know, I think you're an idiot. Uh, I don't think you're, you, you know, you talk about paying these guys uh, a ton of money. He said, it's nothing compared to what I'm paying the guys that are fighting on this card. He said, they're all legends all amazing fighters and i'm paying them really 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 well and uh you know he's trying to promote it heavily and try to you know recoup the money that he's paying out and um like you said i I think he's got massive respect in the game he's still in the game and you know he's he's putting this card on a week before he's about to fight gilbert burns and uh you know that's that's crazy because you know all the all everything that goes into putting on a fight card uh you know he's going to be a busy boy for this and to do this one week before fighting uh, one of the top fighters in the on the planet uh, it's insane but uh he said I can do it cuz I I'm consumed by fighting have been for my entire life and uh th- this th- you know it's just an extension of it so we'll put this card on it'll be awesome and then I'll go
1: beat Gilbert Burns that wow that that's some that's some great mentality that he has there and uh the fight card is just it's awesome right but besides 54 year old Roy Jones but besides all of that fight card's awesome um and I'm I'm just impressed that he was able to put this together with that level of talent and it's 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 high it's incredible
0: yeah I'm I'm really excited um jose aldo actually makes his boxing debut this friday in brazil it's a shoot to boxing card and uh he wants to fight uh he says he wants to fight about six to seven times a year in boxing he said boxing they they fight a lot of guys fight every month every couple months uh when they're getting you know experience and going up the ranks he said you know i i I've got to do that to really establish myself and get myself a record and prove that I'm, I'm really great. And uh, so he's fighting, uh, like I said, this Friday and then he'll be fighting on game card cart uh, April 1st. So um, yeah, I can't wait to see the results of that and uh, yeah, start seeing a new career for uh, one of the best ever. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Um, You know, I, most of Jake Paul's cards, I, I've watched, but I haven't been very impressed with the most of the fighters on this card. But this one, <laughs> one of the greatest um, cards that I've seen for former MMA guys and, and guys that are, are you know changing sports and getting into boxing. And um, yeah, I, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to put it on and, and be front and center uh, watching the entire
1: card. Yeah, we're going to have to try to find it. But yes, I, I definitely want to watch the card, man, because... and. I didn't know this, but you just clarified it for me. I didn't know that Jose Aldo was seriously not not just dipping his toe in, but seriously thinking of no, I'm just going to do a boxing career now. Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know he was going to do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he's very serious. He said he's very serious. This is um, this is something wow. that uh, he's been wanting to do for a while. He wanted to finish off his MMA career and and yeah. uh, you know get into boxing. He saw the uh, money to be made, and uh, it was always something that interested him. And yeah, he said he wants to uh, really, like I said, fight six, seven times a year. So uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to see this guy change his career and and hopefully have a a very decorated boxing
1: career as well. Well, you know what this this might be the start of something. This might be the start of like MMA guys going okay because like we because Carter actually started. It. Right. He was the one to start it. Sure. And so now, now you're gonna see MMA guys going, so that's how much money you can make from boxing. Hmm. Yeah. I gotta try to get me some of that money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you and if you have a name, if you got a belt, then, then that makes that makes it even more appetizing for other boxers to look at you and say, I think we can make a fight like that. Sure. Something yeah. like that, And yeah. make both of us make a lot of pain. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, no, uh, the, the sport's changing big time. Jake Paul came in and really upset the apple cart and changed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think when we get um, guys that people respect a lot more than the Pauls, uh, we yeah. get Masvidal, we get, um, you know, Khabib has his own MMA promotion. They're, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys that are getting in there that uh, these fighters respect big time. Uh, they'll sign on the dotted line to help them out start promoting yep. it and uh you know i think there's going to be a lot of guys that uh, you know just aren't getting paid what they should to uh, you know put their lives on the line and uh you know m- might as well uh, dip your toe into different waters and make that money cuz your your primes you know pretty short for a fighter and uh you know if the usc's not willing to open up their purse strings a bit bit more uh,
1: i think they're going to lose a lot of guys no, I know, and I, 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 I see it. Yeah. It's already. How about this? It's already happening. Yeah, you just yeah. lost your heavyweight champion. Yeah. He, he, he just, he, he bailed on you. Yeah. So now the next question is, who's the next champion that's going to leave your promotion?
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's let's talk about the UFC card. Um. Yeah. Definitely not stacked. Uh. As I said, it was supposed to happen in Korea. Korean Zombie ended up getting a severely dislocated collarbone and shoulder injury. Uh, they thought that that having the main draw there was uh, the fall that fell out was too much to endure. And uh, they want to bring uh, a proper card there w- with Korean Zombie. So they decided to put it into Vegas. Um, this, this definitely was littered with Asian fighters, a lot of Koreans. We had Chinese, Japanese, all over. Um, great to see a lot of fighters making their UFC debut. It ended up being, I think, eight eight fighters. Uh, and and many of them were on this road to the UFC, which uh, is a cool, interesting way of doing it. They decided to do a um, tournament style, started with eight in each division, down to two on uh, in four different weight classes. And um, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, great to see these guys actually, um, having to fight their way into the, uh, into contract and, um, it turned out to be, uh, an interesting part of this card for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it, it did. It did for sure. Um, you got to see a bunch of new people that you've never seen fight before. Um, yeah, it it was, it was an experiment that I think worked for the most part.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, we had the main event um
0: it looks like Derek Lewis is in big trouble uh it looks like his MMA career is in serious jeopardy um Dana White you know sloughed off those type that type of talk there on the weekend but uh when you've lost four in a row and you're um yeah teetering you know like this losing this badly he didn't look good at all uh Sergei Spivak isn't one of the top heavyweights in the in the world but uh he was able to seriously dominate him and and uh Derek Lewis is uh yeah hope uh, hoping for uh, uh somebody that he could bang with uh this was not what Sergei wanted to do and took him down at will let him back up took him down again mm-hmm. uh it was it was pretty bad uh pretty bad for or the Black Beast and uh, Spivak, um, yeah, just easily handled, manhandled them.
1: I thought we would just see a better version of Derek Lewis. Mm. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I I thought I thought we would see a better version of that. And him also knowing that's what most guys want to do to you. They don't want to deal with your power. They want to take that away from you. So yeah. your his takedown defense I thought would have been better. Yeah. It was non-existent. It wasn't even there, man. It wasn't even there, yeah. No, so he, he just Speedback was just like, "I'll just keep dragging it down to the ground, to the mat. I'll let you get up. I'll do it again." And he did it over and over and yeah. over, and like to the point where I'm like, "Okay, man, you know what he's doing. So stop it.
0: Stop it. Stop it from happening." Yeah, prove that happening. you can stop it. He was almost yeah. giving up. It was crazy. Yeah. Like he just said, "All right, I guess I'm going back down again. I'm yeah, not like- even gonna." It didn't seem like he even attempted to to stop the
1: takedown. Exactly, like he just, it just, he didn't give it any effort. Like it's almost as if he didn't know how to stop. It, yeah. Which is utterly ridiculous. Of course, you know how to stop it, right? Yeah. But he, he just, he didn't do it. And then, and then, Spivak was just like, okay, well, dragged him into the deep waters, kind of sapped his gas tank, beat him up a little bit, and an arm triangle finish, and then it was over. And I'm just like, wow, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah,
0: No, he, didn't, he wasn't even fighting the arm triangle either. No, I, I don't know what the, arm the arm heck. heck. I don't know if he was just exhausted and just, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah. Because you and I talked about him coming in, looked like he was in the best shape of his life. Finally, he was doing some training. Yeah. But he wasn't training in the right way and uh, just really looked like a shell of, of a guy that – Fought for the belt, uh, you know, uh, before and has fought some of the top heavyweights. He's the the uh, most decorated knockout artist that we've got in the UFC. And uh, something seriously wrong. He has to go back to the drawing board and figure this out. Because yeah, I I don't think his MMA career is going to last much longer if we see performances
1: like that. No, no, no. It it's not going to last that much longer because like it was just it, it just felt like he gave up. Yeah. It was like, ah, this is hard and no, I don't I'm not really into it anymore. And it's just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Not into it. It's like, what what is this? Like I I it was disappointing. Yeah. It was just a disappointing performance. I thought I expected more, I expected better. And uh our the fans didn't get to see that.
0: No, not at all. Yeah um in the co event uh we had uh Devin brown bear clark also in in trouble um he has not looked good in his uh last couple years uh in the cage uh only seven and seven in his ufc career and and really just kind of becoming one of those guys where you're like ah maybe he just is not an elite talent uh can't came in and I thought, uh, oh, I, I thought he was overmatched and wasn't not going to be able to um, dominate uh, like he did this night. Um, he has incredible tree trunks for legs. He used that to, uh, you know, press uh, press him up against the cage and uh, get some really nice takedowns and then dominate on the ground. Um, he is uh, one really amazing Athletic specimen, and uh, he really
1: utilized that power and force uh, to his advantage and got a big win. Yeah, he he, he definitely did utilize that to his advantage. Um, his grappling was on point, uh, the fence grappling, and then managed to get those trips on Jung, who's an exceptionally big fighter. Yeah, like like he's big, uh... that dude is massive. He's yeah. actually a huge dude, and I I was impressed. Like Clark was there to fight, even when Jung started started landing some shots clark would fire right back immediately yeah he, he wouldn't accept like punches just coming at him he would he would fire back before in some of the other fights it seemed like he was just too accepting of taking shots Yeah, this time if he took shots he was giving shots back and then immediately went to the grappling and try to take him down and he was pretty successful in that as well so that uh, hats off to clark he looked great great
0: yeah. that night yeah no i i loved it uh really great performance and um uh, yeah he, he he you know really turned his career around in my opinion on that fight now uh, let's hope that trajectory keeps going up because I, I liked him early on in his career but he hasn't looked very good for the last couple years uh maybe this performance can really springboard him and uh yeah he gets to buy a golden retriever now he uh he said he had uh, talked to his wife and uh, she said yeah you can buy one if you win and uh, so so he was excited to make that announcement he gets to go get his dog um, that's good uh, the other heavyweight fight that was on the card had uh, Marcin Tabura against Blagoj Ivanov uh, Ivanov is just a fire hydrant tough guy very 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 solid and uh, Tobora utilized his uh, foot speed, his movement, and, and really uh, was able to um, pull out this decision victory. um I I like tobora. Uh, he's won seven of eight now, and uh, but this was no joke of a fight. This was tough. He had to really withstand a a very tough guy and uh, get the win.
1: Yeah, because Ivanov kind of kept walking through his shots. Yeah. Kept walking through his punches and his kicks. And I'm sure the board's like, that's not natural. Like, what is uh, how is he doing this? <laughs> and the other thing that kind of shocked me with Ivanov, his hand speed. Yeah. Dude, he's got quick hands. It's like mass. I was like, Oh I, 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 I was I was shocked at how fast his hands were. True. And so um Tabora really had to go for it in round three. And then that's where he took him down and kept him down for the majority of round three. That's why I believe he won the fight was just because of round three. He came out with that. He he was that with that intensity, took Ivanov down and uh, won the fight.
0: Yeah, his um, Taboris corner was very honest to him after the first round and said, you know, I think you got, I think you lost that fight. You got to go out and win these next two. Uh, You know, stop him or or you know, dominate. And he really listened. Uh yeah, like you say though, uh, Ivanov was just able to shake off every type of shot that he landed on it uh, landed on him and he just kept pressing but Tibura was um yeah, just just a little bit better in those in those next two rounds and and was able to um get some takedowns uh and and really just the movement and, and his uh you know, landing a lot of shots even though they didn't do damage, they were scoring with the judges and uh, got him, got him a big win, and uh, yeah, onwards and upwards for him. Uh, but uh, yeah, Ivanov, um, yeah, still shouldn't shouldn't move down the rankings too much because I think uh, he's, uh, yeah, he, he he put up a, a really tough fight.
1: No, yeah, no, Ivanov really acquitted himself well in that fight for sure. Yeah. And uh, but Tabora, again, at that third round, that that's what got him that win for sure.
0: Um you you mentioned uh Superboy uh Duho Choi uh in our preview and said you know you're really looking forward to seeing him fight. Uh I I lo- love you know his performances typically and really look forward to them as well. Uh looking forward to seeing Kyle Nelson back, uh Canadian from Ontario and um this was this was a good battle but um I'm surprised that when uh choy got um got a one point deduction this ended up in a draw i saw it being a draw but uh it's too bad that you know choy deserved this win uh he he won the fight uh you know it's too bad that uh, one point ended up taking the victory away from him i'm cheering for nelson basically a bit but um mm-hmm. choy won the fight but uh yeah one point deduction that was it uh you know we ended up having a draw.
1: Yeah, it it was a close fight. Nelson acquitted himself well but I thought Troy was getting the better of him in the striking department, right? Yeah. Um and then and then the questionable point taken away was because the ref thought that Troy um intentionally headbutted Nelson on the ground when he was grounded opponent. Yeah. Tough. I don't know if it was intentional, right. but at the same time the ref does have a point where you are in control of all your weapons at all times. Sure. So yeah. I I can see it from that perspective, or also to maybe sending a message to the other fighters of if this happens again, expect the point to be taken away. Yeah. So I, it it was unfortunate with the point being taken away because I think Do Do Ho Choi really deserved this win, but uh, maybe it's a cautionary tale for other fighters going forward that uh, refs are. Possibly going to be cracking down on the rules a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. You're right.
0: Yeah, I I agree with everything you say there. Um, yeah, it, it didn't look like he you know was really winding up and throwing not, it. It not, just sort not. of ended up happening. He was kind of uh, coming down and, and landed it. Um, yeah, immediate. Uh, Chris Tognoni, uh, jumped in and immediately. Said uh yeah, one point for to each of the judges, and, and that was it. And I thought, damn, this is gonna end in a draw, isn't it? And it sure did. Yeah. So uh maybe they'll run that back again. We'll see. Uh Choi hasn't been uh, winning very much lately, but um this one yeah, ended in a draw. Nobody lost, nobody won. We'll see where they go from here. Um this uh this fight to kick off the main card. I really liked Adam. Forget about it, and uh, he he got a, a amazing great win. Uh, this is a this is a fun fighter, and uh, I I really enjoyed this kicking off the the main the main card.
1: Yes, yes, because I believe Kinoshita was uh, the favorite in this uh, particular fight. Sure was, and Fugit sure took that away from him. But the one thing I was impressed with that Fugit. He ate a huge head kick yeah. in the beginning of this early round. on yeah. early on. Yeah. And he ate it and took it like it was nothing. I was super impressed by that because that head kick could have had the potential to knock out pretty much anybody else. And he, 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 he took it yeah. and came back even stronger, dropped Kanishito with the straight left. He had great knees in the clinch. Um, and then, and then eventually got him with a grounded pound finish. I, he, I was impressed. I was impressed that he took out such a highly skilled fighter where he definitely, it was probably supposed to go the other way around. Yeah. To...
0: Yeah, he was the underdog big time. He was definitely not supposed to win this fight. Um, they had it set up, uh, you know, to for, for him to lose. And uh, he came in and has won five of six. Uh, once he got him down and started landing those huge elbows, it was just uh, inevitable that it was, it was going to be over. Um, but he said in the post fight interview that he doesn't even remember receiving the head kick. He said, he said, Oh, I guess I'll have to go back and watch. I hope it didn't look too bad. Uh, but he doesn't, he doesn't even remember it. And, uh, uh somehow was able to, uh, become a robot and just go on and get the win. Uh, very, very, very impressive. Cause, uh, most mortal men would have definitely fallen and been knocked out severely with, with a kick to the head like that.
1: Yes, most mortal men, but luckily Fugit can just go into uh autonomous mode and just go just go robotic, be like, oh now I need to take him out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh I was I was shocked when he said that. Really? Oh, I got kicked in the head. Oh, I don't even remember that. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> I guess I'll have to watch that on TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty hilarious. Always good. Always good. Um,
0: okay. Uh tell me your thoughts about the uh feature fight in the lightweight division and the prelims card. Um Juby oh. looked looked great. Uh was able to get the uh knockout victory there. What uh, tell me about your thoughts there.
1: Uh just that uh, Jubilee was definitely the superior grappler. Like that was, it was. They were on two different levels. Like yeah. they were on oh, two completely different levels. Like, I I I thought that that jubilee, uh, the jubilee would be a good like ground fighter. I didn't think he'd be that good. Yeah. Like he he completely dominated that dude on the ground. Completely dominated. Like utter and complete domination. So it was just a matter of time before he did what he did in the second round. Yeah.
0: It was uh. It was cool. I I thought this fight had the potential to be so awesome because it was an Indonesian fighter. If he wins, he's the first Indonesian fighter ever to make it into the UFC. An Indian fighter, only the second Indian fighter from India to ever make it into the UFC. So, uh, a lot on the line for these guys trying to get their country represented. Uh, I thought, holy cow, this is going to be a barn burner. I watched a lot of the preamble stuff about it uh as i said the road to the ufc these guys were in there both had had fights to get to this point and uh yeah but jubilee man he was able to get to the ground get some mount uh get mm-hmm. some amazing ground and pound and mm-hmm. uh wow uh really 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 impressive grappling game and um yeah exciting uh it's amazing when uh, uh finally fighters from countries that we don't normally see in the UFC finally break through uh this has to impress the heck out of the UFC Dana White and all the matchmakers cuz India has billions of people there and yeah. holy cow they they can tap into that market uh it, it can just explode the sport even more when you're starting to bring in untapped markets be- from before it's it's incredible and it'll be cool to see this guy on his rise through the ranks, uh, uh, you know, be representing a country that we really just haven't seen represented in, in mixed martial
1: arts typically and the UFC. Yeah, exactly. No, this is, this is great because what it actually does too, as well, is it just increases the quality of the fights. Yeah. Like all this all over, just, just the quality goes up because the fighters are better. And because now that you have, now you're literally getting the best fighters on the planet into your organization which is what where we all want it to be yeah. because then all of a sudden now there's no boring fights none yeah because all the fights are awesome because all these guys are awesome that's yeah. why that's why where I eventually want to see the sport where it's like okay I just put on this fight night I don't know any of these fighters but it doesn't matter I'm going to be super entertained
0: yeah yeah I agree and uh, you know he's He's got the potential to be, you know, super famous in in his home country, uh being, you know, being able to be that guy that can move the sport forward. He's going to walk into any gym and be the guy. They're going to be able to point to him. Kids are going to be able to take autographs from him and say, "Holy cow, this is the guy." And uh you know, there was so much on the line for many of these road to the UFC fighters. Uh we've seen ultimate fighter we've seen the contender series we've seen looking for a fight i think this is a really cool new invention by the ufc to try to get fighters from lots of different countries that we
1: we're not seeing represented yeah yeah no i i think it's 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 a great idea and uh definitely something obviously they're going to keep going forward with and uh yeah and also too we get to see like the backstory of some of these guys and how they came to be and how they got to the ufc yeah I like his nickname
0: too, King of Lions. Uh, Look out, look out world. Uh, King of Lions has a USC contract and he's coming. Uh, I I can't wait for his next battle. Do you want to take me through your thoughts on uh, some of the other Road to the USC fights? Uh, Do you want to blast through it? Do you you want to focus in on one or two of the main ones?
1: Yes, uh, the Nakamura-Kazama fight. I love that fight. I love that fight because they went, it was awesome. They just went toe to toe. Yeah. Toe to toe and Nakamura won. (laughs) That's pretty much what I saw. Because Nakamura, from what I I could tell for that pre-33 seconds of that fight, Nakamura was definitely the more confident one in his power. He was just like, nah, if you want to play this game with me, going to sleep. (laughs) I mean, you put him to sleep, man put him asleep it was yeah that was awesome i i love that fight i love that fight for as violent and as short as it was i love that fight yeah then it was
0: pretty amazing too because i hear that he's actually known much more for his wrestling his grappling uh skills and uh yeah he just decided to abandon that and just throw toe-to-toe with the guy and, and get that knockout 32 seconds in uh yeah you know the Dana White was I could see him signing the contract as he's running <laughs> towards the cage like you know making yeah. sure this guy was getting signed immediately uh it was yeah it was
1: it was a hell of a battle for 32 mm-hmm. seconds man that was fun to watch yeah it was fun to watch man so that that was one that I, I definitely definitely enjoyed and then the other one was can't see, uh Jun Young versus tolulan Right. I, I I like that fight too. Uh, first round rear naked ch- choke by J- Jun Young. Um, I thought he, like his grappling skills was great. Um, and to Lulin, unfortunately, he was a little rookieish when it came to his mat skills yeah. because Jun Young actually mounted him pretty easily, and then it was just a matter of time. He but he made him he manipulated Tululin in a way so that he made his job so much easier for himself. Yeah, maybe give up his back, sunk in the rear naked choke. That's all she wrote. I was I was impressed by Daniel. Yeah,
0: uh, the Iron Turtle. I, I love him. He's fun to watch. Uh, he's been in the UFC for over four years now. That was his eighth UFC appearance, and and uh, he's looking better all the time. Uh, he's on a three fight win streak, six first round finishes. Um, really really impressive rear naked choke, and got the finish after getting the full mountain and and then uh, the guy having to spin and get his back. And, but um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting card. Uh, Not as great as I was hoping for, but as I said, nice to see a lot of these Asian fighters getting this opportunity, fighters from different countries. We got to see a lot of countries represented that we're not typically seeing. And uh, that's always going to be good for the UFC going forward. So On to one of the most stacked cards uh, that we've ever seen. One of the greatest cards uh, put together at USC history. We're getting to see uh, the number one pound for pound guy on the planet against the number two pound for pound guy on the planet currently. Uh, And it's going to be uh, cool to see uh, Volkanovsky going to be, be trying to become the champ champ against Islam Makhachev, who's been on a meteoric rise and always been touted as the next one coming out of his camp after Khabib was left. And uh, we get to see this battle finally that's uh, much anticipated. And uh, we'll see if um, Volkanovski can become one of the very few guys in history to hold two belts at the same time. Uh, what What are your
1: thoughts going in? We're less than a week away. Uh first off, I'm looking forward to this. I, I'm I'm super looking forward to this fight because the one thing that Volkanovsky obviously has had to have worked on relentlessly in his training camp is uh, takedown defense. Yeah. And then or, or, and, and when he gets taken down, getting back up. Right. Because getting yeah. back up against Islam Makachev is going to be very, very, very difficult. Very tough. It's going to be very hard. Yeah. So yeah. those are the things that I'm curious to see. On how he's going to address when he fights Islam, and uh, and then with with Islam, oh, man, just so good everywhere. But he, I I'm sure that he still has to be concerned with like the striking of Volkanovski. Oh, you know? sure. So, oh, yeah, sure. like so yeah. that that's definitely going to be concern of his. Um, it's going to be a great fight. I I expect that fight actually to go five rounds. I think it's going to go all five rounds. Um, and then the fight that I think where Styles. It's just it's a great stylistic fight is Josh Emmett versus the Rodriguez. Mm. You got you got slickness of the Iron Rodriguez, and you have the power of Josh Emmett. Yeah, and they're going to clash. And we're going to see which one gets the better of the other. Yeah,
0: so, I haven't seen the UFC do this before. I don't remember if they have. They might have, but it's kind of bizarre that before Volkanovski. Steps into the cage that night. He knows who his next opponent will already be uh, when he moves down because uh, this is for the interim belt, Emmett and Yair, uh, because he is fighting up in a weight class. They've decided to put an interim belt on, so he'll still be a champion when he walks out of the cage. Before he walks in the cage, he knows
1: who he's going to fight next. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah, I don't think they've ever done that before. I, I don't know if they're doing that just to put pressure on him I don't know I or maybe it's just the way it worked out maybe but at the same time it just it seems pretty like this is planned obviously yeah. for them to do that so I or or maybe it's, it's good for him to know it's like oh okay so it's one of those two guys cool
0: whatever yeah, yeah. um I guess. I guess another thing is it's an it can be an emergency if Makachev falls out uh for some reason he misses weight he gets sick he gets injured uh immediately it's a uh featherweight championship even though uh Volkanovski is going to be bigger I don't yes. know what they do about that uh you know I guess it depends on uh how much time he has if there is a fallout but um, yeah. they have been putting sort of emergency backups in places in the last few years because we've had too many fall offs in that week. But, um, yeah, this is uh, this kind of
1: bizarre, kind of weird. And I wonder how Volkanovsky feels about it, yeah, exactly. Like, and also, too, sometimes they just have a guy on standby, Yeah. because I, I think they've had that too, right? Where they've just had fighters on standby, they, who knows how much they pay them, but they they're there to fight yeah. just in case, right? So sure. Yeah. Um, but this time around, they obviously clearly didn't do that. That's why they put the 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 co-main event like this, right? So that one of these guys could step in. I I believe if something happens. So, um, I, I I don't know. I because like I'm trying to think like what would the UFC have to gain by doing this to Volkanovsky and trying to get into the champion's head? I don't I don't think that it doesn't necessarily mean see for me that there's anything to gain from that. You know yeah. so. Um, Maybe it's just maybe it's just the way the scheduling worked.
0: Yeah, possibly. Yeah,
1: and Mm -hmm. you you know,
0: if you're the champion and you you want you uh you know you really want to watch that interim fight, but he won't be able to focus on that. He won't be able to watch it. He's not going to be able to see much of it. So he's going to have to watch it on TV. You know, not not in the crowd, which you know normally you want to see if uh, if you're the champ somebody's fighting for your belt because you're injured or something we had this past weekend Yuri Perhatchka there uh you know I really uh, I really think it's a little bit of a weird uh call by the USC doing this and not giving Volkanovsky much respect I don't think putting it on the same card it's kind of it's
1: kind of weird and I hope I don't see it too often because I don't think it's good nah uh, yeah uh, yeah like if, if you're talking about the respect factor yeah there, there's not really much because let's be honest, yeah, you and Josh Evans could have just done headlined their own fight night. Yeah, Easy. yeah, no problem, right? Exactly. So yeah, it it, it it will be a good fight.
0: Both these guys are oh, great. Yeah. Styles will make fights, and and this will be awesome. But um, yeah, I wish it was on a different card. Anyway, um, I I'm looking forward to Jimmy Croot, Alonzo Menafield to kick off the main card. Obviously, uh, Rude Boy Randy Brown is always bringing it, and uh, you know he's one of your Jamaican boys, so. You know, they always uh you know bring it heavily, and I, I think he'll he'll be ready to bang. Uh there's uh you know quite a few amazing fights on this card. Um, we have lost the uh Whitaker Costa fight that was supposed to be on this card. That was too bad. Tyson Pedro uh almost was knocked off the card, but luckily they found a replacement fighter and oh. modestus uh but Baca- I, I forget how to say this guy's name, Modestus Bacaukas. Um, he, uh, he, he stepped in on short notice to, uh, take on P- Tyson Pedro. So, um, I think that's good.
1: Pokowskis, Poukowskis. Was that not the dude that took that vicious leg kick from, um, oh man. I, I, now I can't remember his name. He, he's so, ah, ah, no, I can't remember his freaking name. Oh man. Anyways. I, I thought he took like a vicious leg kick from one of the uh from one of the guys where like he did like uh John Jones oblique kick to his oh. knee. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I, I don't know if that's the same fighter that I'm thinking of, but awesome that he's on the card because I, I didn't think that he would have recovered from that injury yet.
0: Yeah, but. you're right. You're right. Um severe severe injury. Uh yes. and it says that he was released by the UFC after that, which um was pretty bizarre. Yeah. Um he had that was his third consecutive loss. The UFC decided right. uh, to release him but
1: he's back. He is yeah. back. Uh that was against uh Khalil Roundtree. Thank you. Yeah because I, I I remember that fight and I remember what he did to that man's leg and I was like oh that's like the injury looks significant enough that it could almost have been a career end. Wow. That's how bad that damn injury was.
0: Wow. Well, hopefully, so he's, whole hopefully he's really recovered from it. Cause um yeah, he's back fighting a really tough guy in Tyson Pedro.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Pedro doesn't kick his legs. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good to see the, UFC uh, uh, back down under. It'll be fun. Uh, this card's going to be awesome. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm counting down the days.
1: It's going to be super exciting. Oh yeah, yeah, great card. Uh, it's 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 going to be awesome. And also too, great Saturday night leading up to Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 not bad. Not yeah bad. I
0: like that the UFC does that uh, every Super Bowl weekend. They put a really awesome card on and uh, get everybody hyped for the big game. Uh, we'll see Volkanovski. Uh, the last time I remember. A champ trying to get out, go up and wait and get the belt. to uh, Israel Adesanya against Jan Blachowicz did yeah, not go well. It wasn't a, a good move for Adesanya, and uh, yeah, let's hope uh, it goes much better for Volkanovski, and we get to see. Uh, yeah, we get to see you know some history. Maybe we get to see champ, champ.
1: Yeah, you know what? And also too, I want to say um, there's a. I, I want to say there's a big difference between. Going up from one eighty five to 205, right, and then wow, well, you know one uh, one forty five to one fifty five. Sure, that, 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 there's a huge difference there. Sure, yeah, all right, yeah, and so so if Izzy having the courage to do it, I'll commend him on that. But at the same time, he had to know it's like okay, well if that guy lays on me. I'm not getting up. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah, he was much bigger. That was a noticeable size difference. <laughs> not as noticeable in this one, probably. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah, probably not as noticeable uh there was some other big USC news came saturday morning which was kind of dumb i thought they should actually have a big press conference should have announced this face-to-face had the media there uh conor mcgregor is fighting michael chandler after they both are the ultimate fighter coaches so this will be a lead up for a few months uh, Conor McGregor is going to get under Michael Chandler's skin big time. These guys are going to have a lot of face to face battles over the next few months, and uh, this will be great. Uh, once they both lost to Dustin Poirier, their last fights, uh, once Chandler had that amazing performance against Poirier, even though he lost, I think most people thought, Wow, I think him and Conor should fight next. And uh, they put this together. Now, I'm I'm pumped. I, I'm I'm pumped, more pumped for the Ultimate Fighter than I have been in years, and uh, I can't wait for these guys to battle against
1: each other for months. It's going to be cool. Uh, you got two characters, obviously. Connor's great on the mic, and uh, Michael Chandler can channel his inner WWE personality, which he likes to pair it out there. So I, it's it's going to be good. Yeah. Like and 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 first and foremost, Chandler makes exciting fights. Yeah. Yeah, he he, he, have... he makes exciting fights. Yeah, so man. I expect the same thing to happen with Connor McGregor. and for Connor, this as an opportunity there's a huge opportunity because that guy takes immense amount of risks. yeah, so he can find his opportunities within those risks he's going to take. But he hits hard, man. So he's gonna have to watch himself yeah.
0: Uh, this will be season 31 of The Ultimate Fighter. Pretty crazy. Uh, it starts May the 30th and goes till August the 15th. Uh, they do not have a fight date and time, place. Uh, that will be uh, between the two coaches. That'll be uh, announced at a later date. Uh, Connor uh, broke his leg. USC 264 July 2021. Hasn't fought since against Dustin Poirier uh chandler's coming off a loss to the diamond as well ufc 281 just in november um yeah but uh what connor on the mic every day for you know this long uh it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible and uh we'll get to have tons to chew on and and watch and these guys are gonna hate each other big time by by the end of it and uh you yeah, know it looks like we'll probably see them fight Near the end of August, um, maybe early September kind of thing. So uh, yeah. finally getting to see uh, Connor back. And uh, Chandler is chomping at the bit because he's getting an opportunity to really be uh, blowing up his his brand and his name too.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's going to get a chance to blow up his brand and his name. And then also too, he's going to get a chance for a huge payday. You yeah. guys, anybody that gets to fight Connor McGregor nowadays gets that big payday, payday. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's going to be a huge pay-per-view and uh, you know, they're going to probably put it in Madison Square Garden or you know, some somewhere really big and and uh yeah, big big paydays for for Chandler and and and, and McGregor and everybody else that's on that card is going to be huge, so. Um okay, let's turn to the NBA. Uh big story on the weekend i guess with the biggest story was um you know i i in a way hate to talk about this guy um i don't i don't hate many athletes but i i really think i actually it's it's bordering on hate uh for this guy uh i don't know uh how a guy can be so talented but be such a cancer to his teams uh has really had you know, limited success compared to his talent level and the players that he's been surrounded by Uh this guy, Kyrie Irving, uh you, you know, you just, I just have to shake my head and think like, can somebody be that big of an idiot with that much talent and just constantly be that much of a distraction? I just would have loved if he just got sent away and we don't have to talk about him, see him anymore. But Kyrie Irving on Friday decided, "Oh, that's it. I'm out of here. I don't want to be part of the Brooklyn Nets organization anymore." Uh a day later, they 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 made the trade. Uh he goes to Dallas. Um I think it was a dumb move for Dallas. Uh they gave up way too much for him and um I think he doesn't have an opportunity to bring a, another a title to this organization and uh I think it's just possibly going to piss off your franchise cornerstone and Luka Doncic. And um, I, I don't know, man. I'm just, I, I, I just wish Kyrie Irving would go away, but uh, I guess we have to talk about this. This was the biggest news in the NBA over the weekend. He's been traded to to Dallas. And um, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, we see him change uniforms again. Yeah,
1: well, okay. So uh, for the, the guys that they got traded for was Spencer Dinwiddie goes back to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, um, he's a great player, uh, and Dorian Finney-Smith, who's a great defensive player, and added size to that front line that now they're drastically lacking in the, uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, um, who plays defense, defense for them now? They were, yeah, already
0: were crappy on defense. They yeah, this no, their best wing defender. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. going to play that,
1: defense for them. They, they don't have anybody. Yeah, they, that that was that was a trade I probably would have made because like that guy was integral to your defense, and now you don't have that anymore. Um, but the thing I look at it with Kyrie is, okay, so are you going to, are you, you going to buy into the Kyrie, like, like, like a business model, are you going to buy into that? Because I wouldn't buy into that. Like, like, okay. So number one. Okay. So when he was with the Celtics, when he left the team for whatever reason that he left the team for, they were better without him. Well, right. Yeah. Like, like that, that, to, that tells me a lot. Like yeah. this guy is supremely talented, but He he was so bad with the locker room that once he left, the team was itself just better. Yeah. Just better. Way better. Right? Yeah. And 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 then and then he 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 causes all this strife with the next organization while he's there, only for them to dip. And then even James Harden said, Oh, so this guy doesn't want to play. I guess I'm out later. And so and he's gone, right? Yeah. So now the Mavericks with Mark Cuban, I know Mark Cuban's smart too. We all know this, but are you are you are you sure? Are you like are you really sure? There's a reason why the Lakers didn't trade for him because they're like they what, they they're on the record saying there were serious concerns about his professional uh, professionalism and yeah. his availability. Sure, yeah, right, because yeah. it, it's true. It's 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 recorded. It's on record. And so with the Mavs kind of going into the Kyrie business model, it's like you kind of know how this is gonna go. Like, are you sure you really want to do this? Because you're you're saying that he's gonna make a commitment to you when he hasn't made a commitment to his last three teams, but you're you're the team he's gonna make the commitment to, right. okay, <laughs> okay, cool right, yeah. yeah, I mean, you,
0: you, you know you you look over at a leopard and he's got spots, he's not changing his spots. This guy is the way he's been and he's not gonna change. He has run, been run out of town uh, in a few organizations. He couldn't play with LeBron, greatest player of all time. He couldn't play with LeBron. He wanted to be the, the top guy. Goes to Boston. Uh, not the top guy, so he just becomes an asshole and everybody hates him. And he, he leaves there. He goes to Brooklyn. He wants to be the top guy, but they've got Kevin Durant, who's a better player and, and had way more success than him. And uh, you know, so he acts like a jerk. He didn't want to play, he didn't even want the NBA to come back and play when they went to the bubble. He said, no, we shouldn't even be playing any games at all. And I thought that was so awesome of the NBA to do that because the NBA was the the organization that stopped sports in the world. They stopped sports in the world. Then they came up with a plan. We're going to put this in a bubble and we're going to make everybody safe and we're going to get some basketball back on for the starving fans. And he's like, no, no, we shouldn't be doing this. He doesn't want to play basketball then. He doesn't want to play basketball last year when he said, I'm not getting vaccinated. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to just go along at any time. He just doesn't want to go along. He wants to cause problems. He was a flat earther for some weird reason. He just decided, <laughs> hey, everybody, no, the world's flat. It's not round. It's flat. And you know, everybody looks at him like, are you absolutely one of the biggest morons that we've ever heard on a microphone? Like, are you kidding me? And then he just decides, okay, I'll I'll move on to something else. Uh, He decides to promote an anti-Semitic film. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about racism, about white against black, white against a lot of other cultures. But when a guy is black and he is seriously racist, making this comment uh it's it's really disgusting and it's very offensive and very brutal that he was only gone for eight games like uh i just shudder to think that if a white player decided that he was going to promote an a- anti black film what would have happened to that white player like he would have been out of the league never seen from a game and this guy can do this kind of stuff Over and over and over and over and over. And um, he ran Steve Nash out of town. He said, oh, we don't even need a coach. Uh, We'll we'll all be just coaches. Uh, Just on and on and on and on. I could just list so many things that he's done that is just not representative of a basketball player that I think most basketball players are guys that you can really look up to as heroes, really amazing in the community, really have done incredible things in their lives and do constantly great things for the people around him. And and this guy doesn't. This guy really has not done things that he should. And and he just keeps getting opportunities. And these teams think that they're going to be able to fit him into the system. And he's going to suddenly, you know, do the things that they want, win championships. But he's a cancer and he's just constantly doing these things that are disgusting and just do not should not be represented of the NBA who's is an incredible league. One of the greatest leagues in the history of sports. And he is one of the worst examples that has ever donned a uniform and put on shoes and tried to play the game. It's, it's just too bad. I just really, really wish that we didn't have to talk about it anymore and he could just go on and do something else. Cause uh, I, I don't think he deserves this opportunity. Just, the way he's constantly, constantly,
1: constantly causing problems. I am looking forward to the new creative and innovative way he'll blow up the Dallas Mavericks. (laughs) He's going to come up with a way where I'm like, ooh, did not see that coming. (laughs) Nice. Nicely done. I I don't know, man. Like, How about this? This is what I'm going to say. If he can find it within himself, to just kind of enjoy playing basketball with one of the best young prospects we've ever seen in freaking decades with Luka Doncic mm. and just be like, oh, this guy's pretty good. You know, I'll just maybe I'll just play the game. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just play. You know, like if he can do that, then the Mavericks will have a massive win. Massive win. Yeah. But here's the deal. He's not gonna be able to do that. It's no. not gonna happen. It's like even me saying it now, I'm like, ah, no, man, it's, it's not gonna happen. So, um, yeah, I, it's a huge risk for the Mavericks. It was a huge risk. It's a huge, it's a huge risk for any team deciding to take on this guy, all right? Like it's a huge risk, and I think you need to have like people or all stars or superstars strong enough to try to handle it. And I thought KD was that guy, kind of, but maybe. I guess not. I, and then even if we went to the, the Lakers, would LeBron have been able to kind of reel him in? I I don't know not. about that either. Probably not. Probably
0: not. No. So. They, were together, they were together in Cleveland, and he chose to leave. Uh, LeBron, one of the greatest players of all time, uh, about to set the scoring record of all-time scoring record this week. He couldn't play with him. He goes to Boston, can't play with Tatum and Brown. Uh, These guys, you know, are able to bring Boston a championship. Uh, He goes to Brooklyn and they surround him with two former MVPs. We've got Kevin Durant and James Harden there, who if they play together and they play well, should be able to win championships there. They should have been able to win maybe two or three championships there with the talent that was surrounding him. Uh, Luka Doncic, just another guy, but Luca's not as uh much of a I don't know he's he's not the vocal superstar like LeBron is he's not like Kevin Durant uh James Harden uh Jason Tatum he is it, a different guy uh he's supremely supremely talented but uh do you think if Luca says something to
1: Kyrie Irving Irving's going to listen? Like of course not. No. No. I don't think not. so at all. I so, don't I don't think he listen at all. I, I think and I also too, I think Luca, you're right. He, that's not his leadership style. His leadership style is like just to just to go forward and, and just get it done. Let's do it, right? Like uh and then just having somebody like like Kyrie, I guess I guess this will be a learning experience for Luca where it's just like, oh, so this is what it's like having this kind of teammate as a teammate. Yeah. Great. This is awesome. (laughs) Not really. No,
0: no, I I was really disappointed uh, that he went there because I really love Luka Doncic. I love his game. I I love what he's brought to the NBA. You know, one of the the most talented players we've ever seen. And, uh, you know, just one of those really young up and coming players that I'm looking forward to seeing for his entire career. And I think this is a step back for the Mavs organization this won't work, and uh, this will blow up within the next, you know, year or two. It'll be uh, on to the next for him. Somebody also give Kyrie a shot, unfortunately, and uh, it, it just—it's just not going to work. And um, it would have been good to see him go to the Lakers because the, the Lake Show has been a just complete circus the last little while. Uh, they were talking about sending uh, Russ away and making the deal there. Uh, There was talk about him possibly going to Phoenix and Chris Paul was going to move uh, to Brooklyn. And uh, that, that got jettisoned. Uh, It was going to be Chris Paul, Jay Crowder and a first round pick. um, But the Mavs, what they, with offering the two first rounders and and a second and uh, you know, getting those pieces too. Like you say, Spencer Dinwiddie's already been there for five seasons. Uh, yep. they get Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, great move. Great move for them, but um I I'm I'm not happy that Dallas did this
1: move. Yeah, it's uh like, again, it's a huge risk. Yeah. But works, it there it's going to be a huge win. I just I just see it eventually at some point in time falling apart. Yeah.
0: We mentioned uh LeBron James a couple times. Uh he will become the league's all-time scoring leader this week. It might happen tomorrow. He needs 36 points to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who had 38,387 points in his storied NBA career. LeBron is poised to pass that. Uh, There'll be TNT games on tomorrow. They're featured 7 o'clock against OKC, and a TNT game on Thursday featured against Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, he's going to break it either, mm-hmm. either tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, it's going to be really cool to watch. I can't wait. Uh, it'll be amazing because uh, we've been able to witness his entire career, and he didn't come in as a scorer. He became uh, that over the years, and uh, it's, it's, it's really, really wild to see a record that's been standing for 39 years be passed. It might be kind of cool to see it in Milwaukee because – Kareem spent the first 6 seasons of his career there uh yeah. Lakers and Milwaukee sort of symbi- symbiotic but uh LeBron just might throw it on his back and 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 get it all done uh tomorrow night but uh it's a, it's an epic week to get to see this record that's been standing for 39 years be finally broken.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people thought it would never be broken. Yeah, because like like just the amount of time that you have to spend like scoring the ball all the time. With that kind of consistency, everybody thought, Oh, well, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> and then LeBron, not knowing to be a score first guy, is gonna be the guy to do it. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we always seem to forget he's in the top four in assists all time as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, there's the other thing that that yeah. that's why this guy is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like, like once he's finally finished playing, and who knows how far away he puts the points up, he's probably just gonna do the Brady thing where it's like I'm just going to keep showing up just to make sure it's well out of range for anybody else. Yeah. There's no freaking way. You're yeah. not going to be able to catch me. So, I I I'm just impressed. I'm impressed yeah. with the level of play that he's had this season and every other season that he's ever had like it's just it's just yeah. like, it's kind of cool that he's never left his like his peak. Yeah. He just keeps going. Like forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's it's
0: unreal, amazing. Uh in a way, it would have been great if he would have already won those six championships, and you know, you can really just put them up there. Uh yeah. Michael Jordan and him just right here. Uh it's sad that he still plays second fiddle to Michael, even though all this accomplishments, but you know, we're lucky we're in this era. We got to see MJ and him. Uh, you know, he's he is going to put so many of these records so far to reach that it's gonna take uh it's gonna take incredible long, crazy long, long, long career to even come close to any of these records. But um, yeah, and I, I think he's still got three, four, five possible years uh, you know, to go and and uh you know, the the guy's just gonna just be blowing our minds uh year after year after year.
1: Yeah, like because like I thought Maybe this year or even last year, he would have slowed down. And then none of that happened. Like, actually, he he, he sped up again. He got better. So it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) You don't make any sense. Okay, I got it. I get it.
0: it. I'm I'm betting on him doing it on Thursday. Um, He has had nine games where he's scored 36 or more points uh, this year out of 43. So good chance that's happening on Thursday. Uh, That'll be kind of cool because I love TNT Thursday inside the NBA. We're going to get to see uh, Shaq and Kenny and Charles and Ernie all there getting to celebrate it. They'll obviously talk to him after. It's going to be kind of cool. It's still on TNT on on Tuesday, but it's not the, you know, the full inside the NBA crew. So I think Thursday is going to happen and, I can't wait. Uh, I'm recording it and I'm going to keep that as a keepsake for hopefully my rest of my life. No, I know that's,
1: that's a good idea, but here's the thing though. If he decides he wants to break it on Tuesday, then it's broken. Yeah. You know what I mean? All like right. this yeah. is actually kind of up to him. It's like, it's like, eh, maybe I'll just play a normal game and I get what I get. But if I want to break it, then it's going to be broken. Like, like, He's yeah. that good. Like he, he can just break good. it if he wants to break it. Yeah. And then put up like 56 points and be like, ah, oh, swatted so, it over with. So you know. <laughs> yeah, he could. He <laughs> sure could.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Very fun. I can't wait. Um, some sad news that happened over the weekend. Uh Steph Curry <laughs> uh was injured again. Uh he has some seriously torn ligaments in his lower leg. Uh, say Ooh. he will miss multiple weeks with this injury he missed 11 games earlier this year with a um, shoulder separation uh this is kind of sad to see him injured again hopefully um he can get back to 100 percent within the next few weeks but um yeah that was tough to watch
1: yeah i i saw i saw what happened and it was a guy that was doing a hard drive to the through the lane and they banged these and he came up lame. And I was like, because mm. it, it, it was a hard hit. He took a hard hit on his knee. Yeah. And uh, I I'm a, I didn't think the injury would be as bad or severe as what you're saying. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. But uh, it's a tough loss again. And, and it sucks because it was, you know, this freak, yeah. freak shot that happened. Yeah, it's tough because the Warriors have been really
0: struggling this year pretty much all year. Um, you know, just uh, getting in that sort of uh, play-in zone, uh, yeah. missing in for this long. Um, I hope they don't go on a, on a losing streak and fall out of that. I want to see them in the playoffs again and having yeah. an opportunity. Uh, they might make a trade. Uh, Thursday is trade deadline day. Uh th- this big trade that happened over the weekend uh jumped the gun a little bit, but uh big rumors that uh, many trades are in the works. Uh Firkin Korkmaz has demanded a trade out of Philly. We'll see uh where he goes. Uh looks like Kyle Lowry is being really uh shopped around by the heat, and um looks like he will move. Uh he's struggled, uh, has a lot of injury troubles this year, and um. He's a big, big, big ticket. Uh, Clippers are in need of a point guard big time. They tried to get Kyrie, weren't able to put together enough of a package. Uh, Look like maybe he'll go there. Uh, I think the nets aren't done. I think um, once they talk to KD and tell him that they really want to build around him, I I think they'll be able to uh, pull off a couple more deals. Uh, Ben Simmons has become almost ridiculous how bad he is right now. So I don't think he's a chip that they can move, but I think there'll be um, many moves uh, made by the Thursday deadline.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, a lot of teams are looking to obviously get better. Um, a couple of teams probably are not going to make too many moves at all, which are those teams up, up at the top, like the Nuggets are. Nuggets look great, yeah. by the way. They look fantastic. Uh, Grizzlies, Grizzlies are good. Um, And then uh, in the east, obviously, the Milwaukee and Celtics. But, yeah, I I expect some movement. And then I kind of expect Chris Paul something to happen with him. I I think he's going to move somewhere uh, because I think the Suns are just like, it's unfortunate, but we're getting diminishing returns from this guy. It's time to see if we can get something like a first rounders or something like that.
0: Yeah, I could see him going back to the Clippers, which would be pretty crazy and pretty amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I could see that, too, because they are in need of like a point guard and he can do that yeah yeah we'll see um
0: players of the week this week uh again uh he averaged 41 points uh 12 and a half rebounds and five and a half assists uh bucks were three and oh in the week they've on a seven game win streak right now uh his big game was uh the 54.19 rebound win over the clippers um in the week and uh man he is looking like Uh, All world right now, absolutely incredible. And, yeah, I don't think uh, the Bucs have to do anything, like you say, uh, on trade deadline. Um, And for the second week in a row, uh, Western Conference Player of the Week is Damian Lillard. Blazers were 3-1 and on the week. He averaged 38.3 points, 6.8 assists, and and 4.5 rebounds. Uh, He scored 40 or more in three of the four games. His big one was uh, 42 points, 10
1: assists. And a big win, and um,
0: yeah, second week in a row, Lillard's lighting it
1: up. Yeah, and and you, you know what, that uh, that surgery had to uh, to fix his abdominal injury. Well, yeah, that, that was definitely needed because like this is the Damian Lillard we're used to seeing. Yeah. So that injury was certainly affecting him yeah. until he got it fixed. So yeah. so this is fantastic to see. It's awesome. It's awesome to see Damian Lillard being awesome. Yeah um okay let's
0: finish it off with uh super bowl week uh media day today we're gonna get to see tons of great uh hilarious quotes out of a ton of the players they're gonna have inundated with reporters and uh weirdos from all over the world uh in it (laughs) coming in and asking them the craziest weirdest questions um but i think the the thing that i'm most uh, thinking about really going in is how healthy will Patrick Mahomes be and if he is uh this is going to be a hell of a battle between the two best teams all season long uh great Super Bowl matchup love Glendale love Arizona this is gonna be this has already been a fun week heading in and
1: uh it should be an epic Super Bowl yeah it should be an epic Super Bowl and also too let's let's be honest both quarterbacks are banged up first yeah. uh, with his shoulder and, and uh Mahomes with the high ankle sprain but um hopefully both of them will be as close to 100 percent as they can be and they put on just a great great football game which is what I'm absolutely expecting I think it's a, to- a coin flip between the two teams I think they're 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 very well matched against each other and uh I think for the Kansas City Chiefs it's going to come down to can they stop the Eagles run game yeah. Because that that's going to be that's going to be that's going to be it. They can can they at least try to slow it down, right? Yeah. And then for the Eagles for the defense, they're looking to try to contain Mahomes as best they can. So.
0: Um do you think this this could be the last time the Chiefs make the Super Bowl because why? Because they uh, they don't have Washington Redskins anymore they're the commanders they okay. don't have the Cleveland Indians anymore they're the Guardians they don't have the Edmonton Eskimos anymore oh. uh, how come they're not going after the Chiefs for their name why do they get a pass compared to those other teams
1: good question uh it, it could it could do with like the fact that they like, the chief is usually, like, the head of the clan and stuff, and it's usually very much of a respectful position, okay. possibly. It's just a possibility. I don't know for sure. Or, or what could be happening is the name change is eminent and we just don't know about it. Okay.
0: Yeah, I just uh found it strange when I was realizing that, um yeah, all those other teams that have the uh, native names and stuff, um yeah, had to change name and go... Uh, make major changes, and everybody lets the Chiefs do that. They still do the tomahawk <laughs> chop, and you know yeah. they're yeah uh, you know, they're pretty prominent native name that uh, doesn't seem the natives want to uh, allow teams to have those names anymore.
1: Yeah, um, like I said, it, it could be what I just said before, or it, there could be an eminent change that nobody's privy to until they actually do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Eagles are favored by one and a half. Uh, I'm picking them. Uh, you, where do you lean? Are Are you leaning more to the Eagles or to the Chiefs?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, like I, I, I think I, I think I said before. I, I think I went with Philly. Did I? Did I say that before? I think I, I think I went with Philly. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stay with Philly, but at the same time, I'm not gonna be surprised if the Chiefs win. I'm, you know, like it's it's yeah. gonna it's gonna come down to three points. I think that's what's gonna come down. I think this game's gonna come down to three points, and then that field goal kicker is gonna be at the top of the world. He's gonna be, he's gonna be. Oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it all. I'm gonna get a bonus. I'm gonna get paid more money. You know, like <laughs> yeah. this is, this is, this is gonna be a field goal. I, I think it's gonna be decided by a field goal okay. or last second touchdown. Nice uh, field goal. Um.
0: Yeah, this will be the first year in three where the home team hasn't won. LA won it in LA last year, uh, Tampa Bay the year before. As I said, it's in Arizona this year. Uh, Love that most of the time it's a neutral site game. So no team has a big advantage. And, uh, you know, it's just mano a mano. It doesn't, uh, you know, home field doesn't change it and um but yeah this is gonna be a great game I, I hope everybody's healthy and we get to see just best on best uh there's 15 members uh still with the chiefs from their last super bowl win and there's five members of the eagles still left from their super bowl wins so there are some guys with experience in the big game and uh have gone through it um but yeah it's crazy how a 50 man roster can really change so much year to year now in the
1: NFL. Yeah, yeah, of course, because it's like they just can't retain the like their superior talent, especially when it develops, and then all of a sudden they're just like, and now he's priced out. And now we have to move him because we can't pay him. Do you, you know, know what Jalen Hurts so do you know money. do you know what Jalen Hurts' salary was this year? Oh man, it was super cheap, wasn't he? Uh two million? One and a half. Perfect. <laughs> Too bad you can't keep him there. Yeah. Because when he renegotiates his salary it's going to be uh north of 35 probably 40 million yeah cuz so that, that's what the top quarterbacks go for now 40 million a year yeah. not bad <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's amazing that the chiefs were able to keep this team together uh third appearance in the last 4 years uh f- f- eagles had to blow that team up they had a four win season after winning the super bowl a couple of years later And they've had to rebuild this thing and uh, good on them that they are back there. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a great game. I'm excited. Um, Two two more notes. Uh, NFL Tom Brady said he will be taking a year off before he starts his Fox broadcasting deal. Made that announcement today. Uh, The fall of 2024 will be uh, the start of his 10 year, $375 million uh, broadcasting contract. Uh, he's got to get his house in order a little bit, he says, and, uh, take a bit of time to, uh, actually be a dad and, uh, not a husband, but just a dad for the weekends. And, uh, yeah, he's going to start in 2024.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I guess, I guess he can take a year off. Hey, I guess, is it, I guess he's not going to have too much of a financial burden knows, by taking a year off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true true uh yeah yeah, exactly yeah uh Aaron Rodgers uh made headlines this weekend um he won the Pebble Beach Pro-Am golf tournament and uh that was pretty surprising uh he was able to uh, take his partner who didn't play amazing golf but uh they were able to win this uh Pebble Beach Pro-Am I didn't realize that Rodgers could do that um yeah another surprising move by him uh, and then I heard uh, some rumors that him and uh, Devontae Adams had a deal that uh, Devontae would go to the, the Raiders and he would blow up Derek Carr and then uh, and then um, Aaron could join him a year later in Vegas and they could be together again. Oh, come on.
1: Come on. Come on, man. No. No, that, that can't be a real thing. <laughs> I think that would be super devious because that kind of worked out that way. Yeah. And it, it could potentially work out that way. It hasn't, but it could because no, a car is gone and it needs a quarterback. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some interesting rumors. I don't know. Devious.
0: Could it be that devious? Could they have done that? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I would sure love to be reunited with Devontae.
1: Oh, of course who wouldn't be like you'd have to be a complete idiot if you were like looking at a quarterback going oh i get the pass to that guy all the time sign me up yeah. i'm in i'm in it's like an immediate i'm in yeah i mean
0: i think it's a no-brainer i i'm calling it i'm calling it, it, calling it? I, th- I think he's going to vegas uh why wouldn't he leave green bay Go to Vegas, you, you you can do it. Yeah, I I I think it's done deal. Like what
1: what's holding it up? Well, it's not cold enough, right? Because I I'm used to playing the Green Bay. Where's the winter? What is this?
0: That'll <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be awesome. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he'll be yeah he'll be reunited and he'll you know be that much better and he'll be able to just be crazy
1: crazy man in in Vegas. Holy cow! We're gonna see. No, the, no, I, the real Aaron Rodgers. I, I see it. I, you know what? I, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see him doing that, going to Vegas and being reunited. And plus, on top of that, the Raiders actually have a good team. Yeah. They're like, like they're just missing like a couple pieces, but they, they actually have a very good team. So yeah. if he, if Rodgers went there, it wouldn't be that big of a surprise.
0: That's true. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, uh, that's all I have. Um, it's a great week. Uh, we've got Super Bowl. We've got USC 284. Uh, we've got LeBron James breaking the all-time points record. Lots of great NBA games. Going to get to see Kyrie Irving in a Mavs uniform. And, uh, yeah, uh, this was an awesome podcast, but uh, I'm sure looking forward to this
1: fantastic week ahead. y'all oh, man, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to LeBron James, like, passing Kareem. I I wonder if there's going to be, like, some tributes already kind of set up ahead of schedule for, like, maybe some of the, you know, former Hall of Famers, like, you know, like, maybe Jordan says something, maybe Kareem actually does say something and all that sort of good stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, The UFC is going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, It's going to be great, great fights. And then the Super Bowl, top it all off with the two Titans going at it. Three points, like I said, <laughs> side by three points.
0: Three points, good good plan, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing a uh, Percy Jackson jacket. It's my crew gift, just got it. Uh, I've got it up on eBay, so this will be the first and last time I ever wear it. So uh, just everybody, just take a nice look at my new jacket. But uh, yeah, you can buy it on eBay and uh, make me
1: rich. No, it's great. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> it's got what oh when worn once like right now. <laughs> exactly,
0: yeah. I took it off the kid that uh, plays Percy Jackson so uh, it's
1: authentic. <laughs> <pick. laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. He actually did that. he's like one more by Jack and I'm cold. Now, get it.
0: it's Mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, anyway, man, awesome. Thanks so much for doing this. Have a great night and uh yeah, uh when we when we see the passing of the torch, uh, yeah. Le- uh, let's let's talk. Um, I think it's going to be like when Steph Curry uh, passed the three point record. Ray Allen was there. Yeah, Reggie yeah. Miller was there. You know, they had a big stoppage of the game and a tribute. I think Kareem will be there. It's a it's a home game for the Lakers. Uh, both games, uh, Kareem will be there. I think, you know, all the dignitaries will be there. We'll, we're going to see, uh, you know, them. Stop the game! It, it's a big deal, man. Like I said, thirty-nine oh, yeah. year old record—one of the records that you thought was untouchable. Um, I think, uh, yeah, this is uh, something historic that we're gonna remember for the rest of our lives.
1: Oh, for uh, indefinitely, indefinitely. And in LeBron's own in words, "I'm a past first guy. Yeah. I never had it in 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 my sights of getting this record, but now that he's he's gonna get it, it's 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 incredible. It yeah. absolutely is incredible." so cool yeah all right man thanks again i appreciate it
0: have a great week let's talk soon
1: all right you got it man we'll talk later
0: okay good night bye for now okay wow another uh, episode has come to an end Um, that was a great episode even though it was a uh, quiet sports weekend behind us it is a huge sports week ahead and a phenomenal weekend can't wait for Uh, The weekend with UFC 284, get to see Super Bowl 57 and uh, week 17 of the NBA. Um, Other things, um, you know, I didn't mention it to Jason, but big news with uh, Bull Horvat signing an eight-year, $68 million deal with the Islanders uh, just days after getting uh, traded there from the Vancouver Canucks, former captain. Uh, He is an Islander for many, many, many years, and uh, that franchise has turned around. I love Luma Lamarillo saying, yeah, um, the deal was for too much money and too long of a contract, but uh, nothing that they could do um, once they made that trade. And that commitment has been made now. So anyway, um, really appreciate you sticking in, watching, listening, and uh, appreciate your support as always. I want to thank our partners and sponsors. Uh, Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company industry leader in technology performance and value v350 stick is a must-have for any hockey player in your midst um anchor anchor.fm is uh, the easiest place to make a podcast amazing at po- posting on multiple podcast platforms for you and for us uh, it has been just a dream to be part of their world and uh to be able to be associated with them uh thanks so much to anchor um P- P- pampas and possibilities really amazing at designing west coast beautiful pretty things for your home sprucing it up making it look great and forever living the aloe vera company for health and beauty products uh, purchase products on our website uh complete so uh love you Take care of yourself. Have a great week ahead and enjoy the sports. Bye for now.